In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. We are winding down summer, everyone. Oh, I hope, I hope, I hope you are enjoying these last few weeks before Labor Day weekend. We decided to take a little bit of a spontaneous road trip. I shouldn't say spontaneous because we kind of had this in our minds that we were going to do this in August. But even the day before we left, I kept looking at my husband and going, do we really want to do this or should we stay home and get stuff done? So we've been gone a lot. I think that's part of the challenge. And we realized like we have this RV. I can work remote if I need to. You know, all the things that we've wanted to do, we have this opportunity in front of us. And and the kids kind of convinced us like, no, we need to go. Let's go. Like we started describing the things that were available, that where we were going to be going. And they ultimately decided that we were going to go on this little road trip. And we're in the Dakotas. We did some biking and lots of hiking and really enjoying life. It's been such a fun little excursion. And I think one of the funniest little stories of this entire trip, I have so many stories, but I would say one of them was we do a lot of boondocking. And one night it was really hot. It's been really hot every single day. It's been in the hundreds. And so we just said, you know, we're going to need to run the AC tonight. And you know, there's just some fear of, I don't know, every time I'm boondocking, it feels like I'm so desolate. And we found this site, it was just across the area, just across the border into Wyoming. And I wasn't sure, you know, it was one of those where the reviews were kind of mixed, I wasn't sure. And we got there and it was everything we needed it to be. It was quiet, it was gorgeous. There were maybe three or four, it was, I shouldn't say it was quiet. It was a little bit more congested than what we typically see. We've had other sites that were completely alone. And this one had probably four other campers on the same area. And there was definitely activity. There was a little waterfall and then this stream that went right through the area. And it was absolutely gorgeous. And the kids were swimming in it. You know, it was all of like maybe four feet, of not even more like two feet of water most of the time. So it was more like wading the dog was enjoying life. The kids attempted fishing. It just, it was very peaceful and it kind of was the perfect ending to the day. And then the next day we had paid, and this is one of the few reservations we made to stay at more of like a, I would say almost like a luxury resort where we would camp and have all of our hookups and it had a water slide and a pool. And we were thinking it would be a great midweek break. Um, or mid-vacation break, to let the kids kind of just come down from all the adventuring and just do kids stuff. And the funniest thing is that my kids last night after we've been here at this resort and hanging out, they said, gosh, I really just like the place we went to last night better. The place that was, you know, remote, that was free. It had nothing in terms of amenities, It had just nature. And my daughter said, you know, I think I'm just a nature girl. And that just warmed my heart because I realize I think sometimes as parents, we create these expectations of what 
life needs to look like. And I use Disney as an experience that like everyone feels like that's a rite of passage into life that if you're going to travel, you have to at some point take your kids to Disney. And that's fine. I'm not judging it by any means. But I have just found that in our life, it's the more simple things that really create the greatest memories, the strongest connections. And we're just most in tune with who we are as a family. So I give you that little tidbit as a precursor to say if this is something you want to really challenge yourself and do more of, I have a challenge. I do these every season. It's a 60-day challenge. It'll run from September 5th through November 5th. And the goal is really just to practice everyday simple adventures. So I give you a lot of tools, a lot of ideas. I create a monthly adventure list and I give that to you. So you'll get about four different lists of everyday adventure ideas and then some tips along the way. And then we also do meetups throughout the entire 60-day experience. If that's something that's of interest to you, head over to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash challenge. The registration is open now and it'll close the beginning of September. So I encourage you, if this sounds fun or if this sounds like something you want to practice and just get better at, these simple adventures, head on over to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash challenge. Our episode today, though, is going to be kind of a culmination of the last two episodes. So episode 37, Facing Fears, and episode 38, Making Space. Both of those really challenge our perceptions around who we are and what we want adventure to look like. And the theme today is going to be how to stop reacting. And this has a lot to do with how we show up in our lives as parents, especially working parents. There's so many things that are coming at us. So how do we kind of make the space? How do we practice being, for lack of a better word, spontaneous? And how do we really be present? I'm seeing this a lot. This has a lot to do with how we show up in our own lives. And I love the statement that Jennifer Bride talked about. And one of the key takeaways from the Making Space episode was be where your feet are. And that I'm seeing more and more, right? Because we're starting to get back into this next phase of life or this next thing. And it's so easy to be 10 miles ahead or the things that are bothering us, that are worrying us, they tend to keep swirling in our head and it really takes up a lot of our mind. So I like to think about my energy as a currency. And often we think about our time as a currency, but I want to think about our energy as a currency too. What are the things that are going to be worth paying for with my energy? I talk about a lot with my time. How do I vote with my time? But how do I vote with my energy as well? So I try to create a daily practice of called the three things list. And I have to be really intentional about what goes on that list because some of them might cost me some energy or take away and deplete my energy. And it's kind of an investment, right? Because if I don't do it today, it's going to cost more tomorrow. So I think about it in that lens of what is going to be the currency, what's going to cost me energy. But then in the flip side, what's going to actually build up my energy? What's going to re-energize me in the process? So my three things consist of things that I have to do. Again, those are energy consuming or time consuming potentially. And things that I want to do or that will re-energize me or give me a little bit more fuel in my tank. These also are things that nourish myself, my head, my family, and bring us enough space so that we are not always in reaction mode. I find when my list is filled with have-tos, I'm much more reactive. And I've also then taken this list to the next level and I do a weekly list. And in this case, 
it's a little bit more complicated and I'm not going to go into that here, but I will take this kind of three things list daily and build out like how is this actually going to play out this week so that I'm not overscheduled, so that I have enough fuel in the tank and so that I'm not depleted by the weekend, leaving enough time and space and energy for my family and myself and our kids and our adventures because a lot of times most of our adventures are happening on the weekend. I have a friend, John Apino, who his why, his purpose is to have no have tos. And I love that statement that if you can create a life where nothing feels like you have to do it, but you want to do it. And that can still be work. There are days when I really want to do my work because it's an energy booster. It's exciting to be working on the things I'm working on. The same with this podcast. This podcast is really exciting and I love working on it and building out content and connecting with people. And in the same sense is when it becomes work, what do I do about that? Or when it becomes a have to, what do I do about that? And how do I adjust my have tos versus my want tos? And the other thing I would say is the more I am in tune with what I want to be doing and what fills my cup, the less I sit in drift mode. So at the end of the day, I can look three things is very manageable. At the end of the day, here was a perfect example last night. I wanted to sit down and read a book. And this is not something I typically am thinking of because I get in, I'm just so exhausted at the end of the day that if I sit down to read a book, I'm asleep in 30 minutes. And last night probably was the same case where I was still sleeping within 30 minutes. But it was just, it was one of the things that I actually chose to do. It was a want to. It was something that was going to re-energize my tank and give me the currency. So I could go in today with a fresh head, with a clear slate and help me be more proactive. Building this muscle, this adventure muscle, this practice has helped me be more in tune to the fact that now I have a sense of what do I want this life to look like? What do I want this week to look like? And I can be a little bit more closely tied to my present self as opposed to always reacting to what has to get done. The list has also been a really helpful tool to communicate with my husband too. Like, where are you at today? What are things you have to get done? Because it goes back to this partnership of, okay, he's taking the kids right now and they're going to go off and play. I've chosen to miss out on that because I want to get this podcast recorded and ready to go for all of you. And that's just a helpful communication tool too. He has also taken responsibility for maintaining the RV. And so this tool, this have to versus want to list the three things that we focus on every day is a helpful tool because now today he said, there's something really urgent that needs to get done with the RV and I'm not comfortable driving without doing it. And I was like, great, I'll take the kids and we'll, let's just do this right now as opposed to waiting and then reacting to what could happen potentially in the future, which may not be good, right? So he, thankfully, I have a very handy husband who is very in tune with taking care of things like that and I will listen to that. Might it cut into one of our want-tos and what we had planned for the day? Yes. And it's going to make the rest of the week a lot smoother. So how we can support each other and create that, creating the list of have-tos and want-tos and try to keep that list each day to three things is a really helpful way just to create a little bit more space. It gets the things that are swirling out of your head. And this is not the laundry list, right? This is not the huge to-do list. It's not a honey-do list. That you can also have that list. And I know it sounds like I've got a lot of lists and I'm actually really not as organized as you think I am. But I have found getting these things just out of my head. Sometimes they don't even need to be in my head. So just getting them out, sometimes I just cross them off right away. I'm like, why was that even in my head? Why is that something I was thinking about or wanting to do? Like, let's put that away for now. And if it comes up again later, then I know like maybe it's something we're spending some time on. 
But right now, it's not worth my energy. It's not worth using up that currency because that energy we know is depleting, right? So there's this money currency that we use to spend money on things. There's this time currency that, you know, we all have 24 hours in a day. And I hate that phrase, like, we can all choose how to spend our time. Well, when you have kids, there are ways, yes, I choose to spend my time certain ways. And sometimes my kids need my time. And that may not be something I was expecting today. So I just want to offer that just the lens of empathy of saying as a parent, I know that sometimes we don't always feel like we have control over our time because kids need us and we need to be there and we want to be there when they need us. And the third currency, though, that I think doesn't get enough focus or attention or talk about is our energy currency. What are the things that fill us up? And these are things that I don't like to look at them through the lens of shame. I know I'm out of shape right now and my health probably needs some attention. But at this point, I've figured out the things I need to focus on are water and sleep. And the idea of a workout for me is a little bit of a have to as opposed to a want to. And I, I'll get there. I, I know some of you are very healthy and very active and very in tune with your diets. And I applaud you for that. But I also want this episode to not shame you into feeling like this is something you have to do. It's more of an awareness tool. How do I recognize the things that feel like have-tos? How do I limit the have-tos so that my entire list isn't a bunch of to-dos that make me feel guilty? If at the end of the day I feel shame or guilt or frustration, then that's a sign that I need to get some more want-tos. I need to get some things on that daily list that are going to fill my cup, whether that be reading or a walk or whatever that might be for you, get into your daily practice. If you overlook it, then you're really not using your energy currency to the best of your ability, and you're going to be depleted at the end of the day. I hope this is just a helpful framework for you to consider as you think about what's on your list every day. And maybe as we go forward, I want to go back to that Facing Fears episode. I would love you to start thinking about what is on that scary list? What are the things that I dream about that I've never tried? When's the last time you did something for the first time? I just, it's always a good indicator every once in a while. If I'm getting into that drift zone or that comfort zone, or I'm only working on the things that I know, like, and trust, where's the adventure? And is that something that's pushing me out of my comfort zone? So I always like to every once in a while, look at it and go, is there anything on this list that scares me a little bit? And consider that, right? That doesn't have to be on your daily list. It might be something you look at each month as a family, or it might be something you look at each year. So with that, I hope those are some helpful tips. If you are interested in practicing more simple adventures or joining me on the Everyday Adventure Challenge, again, going from September to November, head over to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash challenge. Feel free to if you have any questions. I say Everyday Adventure Challenge as an aspiration. Some people take that literally. Some people are just building awareness around how could adventure show up in our life. So it's not a judgment. It's not an expectation. It's really to meet you where you are and give you some tools to help you practice having adventure in your life every day. Thank you so much for joining me on this adventure. I hope you have fun adventuring this week and enjoy this journey together. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us. 
subscribe to Ordinary Sherpa Podcast on the platform you're listening to. It lets the providers know that you're getting value from the show and want to be around when we release additional content. If you feel compelled, leave us a review. Two, find your friends, family, and others you think would enjoy this show and share this episode. Three, and most importantly, join the community of families interested in creating authentic experiences through simple adventures by going to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash community. We want to hear from you and create content that would benefit your family. Thanks for joining us on this journey as we help families connect through adventure.